Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony Police in Ohio arrested a naked man carrying an electric guitar. Tony Kornheiser. I wasn't just carrying it. I was shredding a solo. I was great. I mean, come on. You played the guitar growing up? I did not play the guitar growing up. I didn't play anything growing up. I really did. I tried. I took piano lessons in my 40s, and I wanted to be great, and I was terrible. I, I know you played piano. I remember that. I, I, I remember I was you taking those I, lessons. Yeah, I was lousy at it. It was too bad because I always wanted to play the piano late at night at a bar and have people come up to me and put money, just throw money at me. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Jerry Jones, the U.S. men's national soccer team, and Desmond Howard joins us to look at this weekend's college football championship games. But we begin today with the Buffalo Bills basically toying with the New England Patriots last night, giving up an early touchdown and then outscoring New England 21-3 the rest of the way. Wilbon, what does this result tell us about the state of the Bills and the state of the Patriots? Nothing new. Tells us what we thought. You know, um, you could almost paraphrase the late, great Dennis Green in that way. You know, they are who we thought they are. The Patriots are trying to move back towards something, and it's unlikely they're going to get to the playoffs. That wouldn't shock anybody. The Buffalo Bills were picked by a lot of people at the beginning of the season to finish even ahead of Kansas City to get to the AFC title right. game at least – and maybe win the Super Bowl. Right. Josh Allen was supposed to be great. He's been really good, really, really good, if not great. He's got Stephon Diggs, who's supposed to be great and is great. You know, I mean, they, they had a, a defense coming into this year that we already knew was good, and you add a star, a closer, as they say, as our friend Booger McFarland always says, and you got a team that should be in the Super Bowl, and they may still get there. So nothing was surprising about that. And, Tony, only a less than would be surprising. Buffalo running the table from here or losing one game from here, that's not going to surprise anybody. It shouldn't. Right. Right. I, I mean, I don't love Buffalo. I mean, I don't, don't have no confidence in Buffalo the way I have no particular confidence in Minnesota, who I think right. are sort of propped up and they're not real. But Buffalo has yet to show me what they showed me early, let's say, in the first two or three weeks when I thought for sure that they were a Super Bowl team. I want to get to the Patriots, though, for a second, Mike. The Patriots are just sort of paddling along. They have no yeah. offense. Let me Tread read water. you these numbers. They're 20th in points, 25th in yards, 31st in red zone offense. Their big play last night was a screen pass to a defensive back, not even a guy on the offense. They got an offensive coordinator in Matt Patricia who was a defensive coach. All right, They've got in Matt Jones the least of the Alabama quarterbacks right now. He's behind Jalen Hurts. He's behind Tua. And he was yelling at people last night. You can yell at people in New England if you're Tom Brady. You're I don't 12. know that you yeah. can yell if you're, if you're Matt Jones, which leads I me agree. to a story in The Athletic today that Tom Brady's going to be a free agent, and there's some thought that he might go back 
to oh, New God. England for one last oh, year. God. If I'm Belichick, Please I'm going to take us. him. I'm going to take him. I'm going to take Please him. Please deliver us from that. we got to have reunited stories from months on end. Let's move from football to football. In today's World Cup results, get this tone, South Korea upset Portugal, meaning both advanced to the knockout round. Brazil lost to Cameroon, but still advances. Of course, Brazil advances. And Uruguay, a two-time World Cup champ, is out. But the big game for the U.S. men's team is tomorrow morning against the Netherlands in the knockout round of 16. Christian Pulisic has been cleared to play, but Coach Greg Berhalter is a little less hopeful about striker Josh Sargent. Tone, what would a win in tomorrow's game mean for the United States of America? So it would get us to the round of eight, and we haven't been there since 2002. We have a very young team. Presumably they'll stay together for the next World Cup. The next World Cup, Mike, is in Canada, Mexico, and North the America, United States. America, baby. So yeah. that's, a home, that's a hometown game for us. And so honestly, if they beat the Netherlands to me, I think it allows us to hope. I think it allows us to make Christian Pulisic a real sports star throughout the length and breadth of the United States. And I think it allows us to believe that we can be successful in a sport that is not ours and, in fact, violates the tenets of what most United States sports have, which is you use your hands, strength matters, and you take a lot of shots. Now, do I think they're going to beat the Netherlands? No, I don't. I mean, I automatically assume that European squads are better than us because, Mike, they play this all the time. Their best kid athletes play soccer. Our best kid athletes play football and basketball. Yeah. I ain't looking at the history. Um, Tony, the history is more is expected of the United States in football or soccer now than ever before. We have people who play in the greatest leagues in the world now. So I don't, I'm not grading on the curve. Uh, a win tomorrow doesn't mean that much. A win in the next round would mean so much. Right. But not in this round. I mean, this is what, we're ranked whatever, 15, 16. Okay, 16, we're there. We're where we're supposed to be. So yes. I, I think, Tony, that the expectations have been raised. The bar is raised, and that's good. That's a sign that all this soccer fanaticism that goes on in communities around the United States of America now that did not, when you and I first became sports writers, did not happen when we were playing no. sports. It didn't, it didn't happen. So tomorrow, no. eh, eh. Now, next week, okay. if we get through this, that's going to be a big deal. I do want to see Christian Pulisic. Now, Tony, we're watching a guy who has, who's on deck for being a hero. And maybe he's already accomplished that, getting us this far with a goal and an assist. But watching Christian Pulisic now is a big deal, and I'm excited about it. The Lakers are back on the court tonight for the first time since LeBron James made his remarks about being surprised he hadn't been asked about a photo in the Washington Post of a 14-year-old Jerry Jones at the school in North Little Rock, Arkansas, that was about to be integrated. The photo accompanied a long story by our friends Sally Jenkins and David Marinus about Jones and the concentric circles around the fact that he has never hired a black head coach for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott was asked about it, and he talked about, quote, grace and change, unquote. Wilbon, what does this discussion prompt in your mind? Tony, it prompts angrier thoughts than Dak Prescott had, and I'm not the quarterback of the Cowboys, so I get that. I went off on this show two-plus years ago in the summer when football was thrust at the center of this, 
of, of, of social change and cultural change and what sports were doing in various leagues. And I, I said then, and I'm going to say again, Jerry Jones, he avoids the question. That's what he's good at. He's avoiding it. He avoids whenever he's asked about never having hired a black head coach, when he's talked, when, when, when race and, and, and culture are discussed in the context of the National Football League, Jerry Jones runs away from it like a former Cowboy player, Bob Hayes. He sprints away. He doesn't want to deal with it. And so to me, Tony, the thing I like about love, admire about LeBron's ob- ab- uh, observation is that LeBron dumped this back as, wait a minute. You know, people like LeBron, who was asked everything, he's asked about everything from recipes to racial unrest in Los Angeles every week. And he wasn't asked about it, and he should have been. But more importantly, mainstream media did not make Jerry Jones be accountable for standing in that scrum looking at it. Now, it could be as simple as answer as, oh, it was 65 years ago, whatever it was. Okay, if that's his answer. But he's got to give that answer more than once, more than to just a Dallas radio station. Jerry Jones stands his butt in that Dallas Cowboy locker room, and he pontificates on everything in the world. You and I have seen it and been there around him every game. He has to talk about this, or his feet should be held to the fire. Period. Okay. I'm going to go a little bit different here. I paid attention to what LeBron said. I know that LeBron used the words, my people, black people, about that photo and how it affected him. And what I hear there is something like people who look like me. Mike, you and I have done this show for 20 years. You and I have worked together on this show in the Washington Post for 40 years. And I don't look like you and you don't look like me. And I don't know that I feel what you feel. And I don't know that you feel what I feel. But I understand the concept of people who look like me. I said this before. People who looked like me and people who prayed like me were rounded up in Nazi Germany in the 1940s and exterminated like rats, millions of them. So when Kyrie Irving brings up the specter, I'm going to go for a while, I don't care about the bell. When Kyrie Irving brings up the specter of anti-Semitism, I feel that very personally. That was a terrible time in Germany at that point, and I hope that that never happens again. And it was only 10 or 12 years before this situation in the United States of America with kids going to school together. That was in the mid-50s, and that was a terrible time here. And you had certain states, often southern states, and certain southern governors literally standing in the doorway and saying, these kids cannot enter this school, and fomenting, I thought, a crisis of violence. And we've seen that presidents can do that without necessarily even being there. And, and they denied these kids their civil rights, and worse, they denied them their human rights. That was a terrible thing. So if you and LeBron look at people who look like you, because that's the only reason they didn't get into school, because they look like you. If that's you right. look at that and you have a terrible feeling about that, I can yeah. empathize with that. Yeah. Now, it is 65 years ago. I don't know what was going on in Jerry Jones' heart 65 years fair. ago. And I'm yeah. not even going to dare to speculate. And I'll quote LeBron one more time here, because LeBron said it was years and years ago. We all make mistakes. I get it. I'm not a politician, Mike, but if I ran for office, I'd have one slogan. We're better than this. That's yeah. all. We're better than this. And that's Tony, what I've got to say about I'm going to agree. Listen, if Jerry stands before the mic 20 times in a row and says, hey, I was 15. Either I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, I shouldn't have been there anyway. Whatever he says, he's got to say it. He's got to be asked. I don't want to hear about the quarterback and how much money he's going to get. 
Jerry Jones runs from the topic of race in about a 9-500. He runs from it. He doesn't seem to have the courage to deal with that topic. That's not good enough. And mainstream media's job is to make him answer that question. A thousand times ask it. It hasn't been asked enough. Let's take a break. Coming up, which of the four teams atop the college football rankings are most vulnerable in their championship games? We're going to ask Desmond Howard. We'll also ask him whether he's backing my Heisman pick, Gonzaga High Schools, and USC's Caleb Williams. Do you realize that we have worked together for over 40 years? Aren't you sick of me? Yeah, aren't you sick of me? When enough. 40, 42. It's just a long. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. It's conference championship weekend in college football, and here to help us break it down from college game day is the winner of the 1991 Heisman Trophy, college football analyst Desmond Howard in unseasonably cold Arlington, Texas, where there is no golf today for Desmond. Let's start with this. All four top teams in the rankings, one through four, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, have championship games either tonight or tomorrow. Which of the top four, in your opinion, are most vulnerable to losing? I tell you what, guys, you're looking at the TCU-Kansas State game, the one we're here today and uh, is playing tomorrow in Arlington. We're here now. And you're looking at a Kansas State team that obviously lost to TCU early in the season, but the starting quarterback tomorrow is Will Howard. Now, he played in the first game. But he wasn't the starter. Adrian Martinez was the starter, and he got banged up. Will, Mar- Will Howard brings a lot of firepower to this Kansas State offense. You had Deuce Vaughn at the running back position. So now defenses, they used to line up eight in the box, nine in the box to stop the run. With Will Howard at the quarterback position, I don't think you're going to see TCU able to do that with their secondary. So it's going to open up the offense for Kansas State. TCU just might be a little vulnerable. One of the most difficult things to do in college football is to beat the same team twice 
in the same season. And that's what TCU is going to attempt to do tomorrow in the Big 12 championship game. I think they may be a little bit vulnerable of the four teams that's having championship games tonight and tomorrow. All right, the goal used to be to get to the Rose Bowl back when people as old as me, even you, were in the Big Ten. The Rose Bowl was it. Now the Rose Bowl has set in motion this 12-team playoff situation. Desmond, I am against a 12-team. It just seems too many. But what do you think of the 12-team playoff? Do you think we'll be missing anything if we go to that many teams? Um, what we'll be missing is right now we always hear this argument about the team that's in the fourth spot and are they better than the team that's in the fifth spot in the sixth spot? Well, we go to 12, we're going to talk about the team that's in the 12th spot. And are they better <laughs> than the team that's in the 13th and 14th spot? I, I really wish that it would have went to eight simply because I don't know if I'm crazy about these college kids playing this many games. I would love to see them propose another bye week, add another bye week. If they're going to play this many games to get to the championship game, I believe that you should add another bye week during the regular season just so you can give their bodies a break. That's something I, have, I haven't heard anybody talk about or propose thus far, but I think that's something that needs to be on the table if they're going to go to 12 games, well, since we are going to 12 games in 2024. And I'm old enough, guys, to remember that this show, man, used to be my favorite show. It's a great show. And as soon as Little Rascals went off, I used to turn to PTI, guys. <laughs> That's wonderful. Desmond, we get you out of here on this. <laughs> We're going to get you out, on, out of here on this. As we said before, you won a Heisman. In fact, very famously, in the end zone, you made the Heisman pose. We all saw that. Will Bond is all over his Gonzaga high school boy, Caleb Williams at USC. He believes he will win the Heisman, wants him to win the Heisman. When you look at Caleb Williams, what do you see? Tony, I see some of Patrick Mahomes and Caleb Williams because of his ability to improvise. I mean, he's going to he, – he has he's never seen a play that he didn't think could work. No matter what the circumstances are, he's going to run around. He's going to do pirouettes. He's going to run all over the field sideline to sideline until he can make that throw. And if he cannot make the throw, he's a dual-threat quarterback. He can hurt you with his legs. So I see a guy that has, can throw from different arm angles like Patrick Mahomes. He can extend plays, but he's not just extending plays to throw. That's his um, primary goal. But things are locked up down the field, then he will hurt you with his legs and he can run. I still think there's one big game left, guys. I know people say he's the front-runner. But Max Duggan at TCU, if he goes out and has a, a big game against Kansas State, and let's just say that Caleb doesn't put up the numbers that people expect him to put up or that they even lose tonight, then Max Duggan is a guy who can walk away with the stiff, stiff arm trophy too. So I'll put all my eggs in one basket, especially when there's still one game left. And that game is a championship game. Yeah, I told Wilbon about the TCU kid, and Wilbon said, shut up. I don't want to hear about Go with it. Caleb. Thank you, Go Desmond. With Caleb. <laughs> Des, thank thanks. you, Desmond. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you can catch more Desmond tomorrow morning on College Game Day in Arlington, Texas, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern. We're going to take one last break, but still to come, do the Dolphins or the Niners have the edge on Sunday? And what will the return of Chris Middleton mean for Giannis 
and the Bucks. Tony, do you realize Desmond's had to put up with us asking him questions for more than 30 years? It's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. I remember most. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Happy time, people. Happy 49th birthday, Monica Seles. Often on this show, I talk about the five greatest women tennis players and list them alphabetically because I don't think you can separate them. Everett, Groff, King, Navratilova, Serena Williams. Monica Seles could certainly have joined that group. Seles had won eight majors before she turned 20. She was number one in the world after beating Groff in the finals of the 1993 Australian Open. Seles' third victory over Groff in their last four major finals. But a few months later, a crazed Groff fan named Gunther Parch stabbed Seles. After that, Seles made three major finals and won the 1996 Australian Open, but never won a major again. Tony, you know, part of the reason I don't put Groff ahead of Sellers, even though it was no fault of Groff's, is because Sellers was winning. She was beating her at that point of their careers and had those majors. And I think Sellers could have been the equal of Martina and Chris and Serena Williams. Yes, Groff was that great. It's just, it, I can't get over it even now. Happy anniversary, Chip Kelly. On this day 14 years ago, Mike Bellotti announced that he would be stepping down as Oregon's football coach, and Chip Kelly would be taking his place. Kelly was spectacular at Oregon, going 46-7, and making the 2010 BCS championship game where the Ducks lost to Cam Newton and Auburn. Kelly then went to the Philadelphia Eagles, where he was 20-12 and in his first two seasons, but fired in his third season at 6-9, and then 2-14 and and gone from the 49ers in 2016. Now Kelly's at UCLA, where he's 27-28 and in five seasons, but 9-3 this season and ranked number 17 in the playoff poll. They get a little bit better each year, Tone, under Chip Kelly at UCLA. That's worth watching. Happy trails to Michigan, but not to the Big Ten for Cade McNamara. The former starting Michigan quarterback who was reduced to backing up J.J. McCarthy this season is headed for nearby Iowa, where he will have two years of eligibility. McNamara was a starter on last year's Michigan team that also beat Ohio State and went to the playoffs. He joins an Iowa team that was bereft of offense this season, ranking 123rd nationally in scoring, 122nd in passing. Used to be you couldn't transfer within a conference zone. You have to set out two years. Now you don't. Quick to the big finish. Chris Middleton is set to return from offseason wrist surgery tonight against the Lakers. Your thoughts? 
Bucks are going to get better. And the Lakers, I don't know, that's 6-2. and two. Let's see how they do on the road with six straight. Jason Robertson of the Stars had a hat trick and a 5-0 win over the Ducks. Is that significant? Yeah, he's the leading scorer in the NHL. Number six, Baylor faces number 14, Gonzaga, tonight in South Dakota. You intrigued? Rematch of the 21 national title game. Baylor won that one by 16. Dolphins at Niners Sunday. Which way are you leaning? Niners, but I like the four points with Miami. Last one, heated Celtics again tonight. Can the Celtics win again? Celtics are the best team in the league, but I'm going to go with the Heat to win this with a split tone. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Brian Barry, thank you. I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, knuckleheads. Check out NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern. And now, here's SportsCenter. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.